When I think about telling Jesus, I think of First Peter chapter 5, verse number 7. Casting all your care on him because he cares for you. Isn't that good news? We started something a little bit different this morning. How many of you got up at 6.33 to see my video? Anybody? Okay. Got a couple people that did. Several people that did. Um, I'm impressed. Y'all could pray for me. Uh, doing a video at 6.33 for the next 40 days. You know, a lot of people give up things like chocolate chip cookies and things like that. Well, I decided to give up some sleep and, and, and try to do that video. Uh, I'm not 100% confident I'll be able to do it, but I'm going to sure try my best. And uh, we're going to be looking at different portions of Scripture. This morning we looked at 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, uh, that talks about the fact that all Scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished to all good works. Isn't it true that we need a, a foundation of God's Word if we're going to be able to please God, live for Him? Because otherwise, we wouldn't know. I mean, different people are saying different things. But we can know what God's Word says, and therefore, it makes all the difference in the world. Well, last Sunday, Sunday morning, talked about Philippians 3, 13 and 14. Brethren, I count on myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth into those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That's a, that's a great portion of Scripture. And as we look at that portion of Scripture, uh, we realize some things. Number one, I am inadequate. Wouldn't you agree? Do you feel inadequate sometimes? You feel like you don't have your act completely together? Paul didn't. I count not myself to have apprehended, and I sure don't either. But I still want to please God. I want to live my life for God day by day. So this one thing I do, we practice concentration, focus, which is hard in this day and age. Forgetting those things which are behind, putting behind the past, and reaching ahead to those things which are before, pondering the future, thinking about the future. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. One of these days, Jesus saying, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. So I'm inadequate, but I still want to please God. The good news is, I know God is able. He is able to do far above all that we can ask or think. He's the one who works in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I know that God is able. And that's what faith is all about. And so the last point is I'm ready to trust and obey. I really want to live my life for God. And I can only please God through faith. And if I have genuine faith, I will have obedience. Faith without works is dead. So pleasing God is extremely important. There, there's one more, I guess, portion of Scripture that I, I believe that um, would be encouraging in regard to, to pleasing God. Uh, because I, I believe that we can please God by, by doing the things that we just talked about, uh, by putting behind the past, pondering the future, pressing toward the mark, uh, um, practicing concentration. But there's one more thing. I think that we can please God by praying. Psalm 15 and verse number 8 says this, The prayer of the upright is his delight. The prayer of the upright is his delight. 
If it's delightful to God, do you think it pleases him? I would say it's obvious that it does. So we could please God. We need to please God by praying. And in Philippians chapter 1, Paul prays for the church at Philippi. Turn in your Bibles to Philippians chapter 1. I know that many of us have prayer lists, things that we are praying for. And in just a few minutes after, after we stop the online sermon, we'll get together, discuss Scripture for a few minutes, and then spend some time in prayer. And we are glad that you're online joining us, but we'd love to have you join us in person as, as we study God's Word together and pray together. But we have prayer lists, and this is a prayer list by Paul. And it's a pretty good prayer list. Philippians chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. Paul said this. I'm, I'm sorry. Philippians chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. That's right. This I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment, that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Four prayer requests. The first one is expanding love. This I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment or discernment. In other words, that we grow in love, expanding love. Of course, uh, when, when something expands, it's, it's growing, and we need to expand in our love for one another. When you think about love, uh, there are a lot of verses in the Bible about love. One is, of course, that we need to, to love God and love our neighbor as ourselves. That's the great commandment that Jesus gave it to us. John chapter 13, verses, I think it's 34 and 35, talks about the fact that that's how people will know that we are disciples, by the love that we have for one another. And as, as we focus on our relationship with Jesus Christ, as we allow the Holy Spirit to control us, the fruit of the Spirit is love. Uh, Romans chapter 5, verse number 5, the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who's given to us. So love is extremely important to the Christian. It's one of the things we need to be doing. If we're not loving, then we're not living according to God's will. But our love needs to expand. I know that sometimes with my grandchildren, I'll say, how much do you love me? And, and they'll put their hands out and and, and they can put them out pretty far, but I say, I love you this much, which is farther than they can put out their hands. Now, Elijah, he's six years old, and he's catching up quick. Uh, but the reality is that parents usually have a greater capacity of love than children do because they've grown, they've matured. In a similar way, as we grow in our relationship with Jesus Christ, we should grow in our capacity to love. We ought to do a better job of loving. So... Prayer request number one is expanding love. Makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, to me, that's probably one of the most important prayers that we can pray for one another, that we grow in love, that we abound in love, yet more and more in all knowledge and discernment. Prayer request number two is found in verse number 10, that you may approve the things that are excellent that you may approve the things that are excellent. I call that excellent priorities. That's what we need to approve. We need to, to agree with, approve, focus on those things which are excellent. 
I, I believe that there are a lot of good things in life, but there are a lot of better things in life. And the question is, are we going to choose the good or are we going to choose the better? It doesn't mean that we can't enjoy the good on occasion, but if we are enjoying the good and not experiencing the better, then we've got our priorities askew. They're not what they ought to be. Uh, Colossians chapter 3 says, Since you're risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. As we think about our lives, our most important priorities ought to be, they ought to be spiritual rather than temporal. They ought to have to do with heaven rather than earth. Again, that doesn't mean we can't enjoy the physical, but what it means is that we need to delight ourselves in the spiritual, delight ourselves in things which are most important. Again, verse number 10, that you may approve the things that are excellent. Uh, excellent priorities. goes on to give another prayer request in verse number 10. It says that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. The idea is that of purity. It's of living the Christian life in such a way that, that we are genuine, that we are pure, uh, that we are sincere instead of duplicious and, and that, that we are, are focused on on, on being what God wants us to be. Without offense till the day of Christ, it means that not that we're going to be sinlessly perfect, but that we are going to be seeking to live a life above reproach. And, and so what I call this, prayer request number three, is enduring purity. Until the day of Christ, that's enduring, is it not? That's basically the rest of our lives. Till Jesus Christ comes back, and we are caught up to be with him forever and ever in heaven. So it is enduring purity, sincere and without offense. 1 John chapter 2 and verse number 28 is a challenging portion of Scripture. Uh, the Apostle John said this, 1 John 2, 28, And now, little children, abide in him, that when he appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. When we have an abiding relationship with Jesus Christ, it's going to make a difference in the way that we live. And as a result, when Jesus Christ comes back, we won't need to be ashamed because we are doing what God wants us to do. We are being pure. Enduring purity. You know, there's some people that are greatly used by God. Uh, they they minister effectively for years and years, but they don't finish well. Uh, they succumb to, to temptation. They give in to their lusts. They do not have enduring purity. And that's one thing that, that we need. That's a prayer request that Paul had for the church at Philippi. That they would have expanding love, that their love would grow. Excellent priorities, focusing on the things most important. And enduring purity. Living a holy life for the rest of our life. There's, there's one more prayer request found in the last verse, verse number 11. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God. Now I call this exalting 
righteousness. It talks about being filled with the fruits of righteousness, but we're not talking about self-righteousness. We're not talking about us doing our best to be righteous, holy people. Because according to Isaiah in the Old Testament, all of our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. Instead, we're talking about righteousness which comes by Jesus Christ, it says in verse number 11, to the glory and praise of God. Uh, the only way that we can be righteous is by Jesus Christ, by trusting in Him. If you turn over to the third chapter of Philippians, Paul addresses this. He talks about uh, the fact that he has had a religious background and that he could be proud of that, but he has decided that he would not focus on that because the most important thing now was his relationship with Jesus Christ. And he, he said in the last part of verse number 8, he prayed that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. It's not a matter of legalistically keeping the do's and don'ts of the Bible. Instead, it is a matter of trusting God to give us his righteousness, to help us to be righteous through his power, not through our own. We talked about faith uh, very recently. The fact that in Philippians 2.13 it says, God is the one who works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And then, of course, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So I call it exalting righteousness because it's not self-righteousness. It's by Jesus Christ. And it results in glory and praise to God. It exalts Him. Shouldn't we live our lives in such a way that, that because we live our, our lives in that way, God is glorified? In, in fact, Paul said that whatever we do, whether we eat or drink, we ought to do it to the glory of God. My mind goes to Matthew 5.16 where Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who's in heaven. Well, they see our good works, our righteousness, and glorify God because it's not us doing it. It's righteousness which comes from faith in Jesus Christ resulting in honor and glory to God. So you could call it exalting righteousness doesn't exalt us. It exalts God. Well, these are four pretty good prayer requests, wouldn't you agree? And 44 pretty good challenges when it comes to living our lives. Should we not be growing in love, expanding love? Should we not have excellent priorities? Should we not have enduring purity? And should we not have righteousness which exalts God? Because it comes through our faith in Jesus Christ. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So we're talking about pleasing God Sunday morning and now tonight. But we please God by faith. We please God by trusting Him. Trusting and obeying. Growing in our love. Having excellent priorities. Having purity that lasts. And then finally, having righteousness that exalts God. Because it comes through the Lord Jesus Christ. We do need to be praying for one another. And these are four good prayer requests. I would encourage you, 
to maybe put these on a list. Just, just basically copy down these three verses and put them on a piece of paper and keep it at a place where you see them on a regular basis. And, and when you have opportunity, pray for your spouse. Pray for your children, for your parents, for your coworkers, for your friends, that they might grow in love. They might have excellent priorities, enduring purity and righteousness, which exalts God, because it's only through the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's bow together in prayer. Heavenly Father, we are thankful for your word and the challenge it is to us. Uh, I don't believe that you want us to stay the same. You want us to change, to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And we pray that you will work these things in our hearts and in our lives and that we will pray for others as well. Lord, I pray that during these 40 days to Easter that we will allow your word to transform us by the renewing of our minds so that we may prove your good and acceptable and perfect will. In Jesus' name, amen. Before we spend some time discussing and praying, what I'd like to do is encourage each of you that are here, but also the ones that are online, to, to when you watch the video or see a post, go ahead and comment if you want to. But I found out today that the best way to make it where a lot of people see it is by sharing it. So what you do is, is you go down to the bottom where it says share, and, and then you push share, and then the appropriate uh, thing after that. Uh, so I would encourage you to share it so more people can hear the Word of God. Don't you agree that as a country, one of the things that we need, and as a church, one of the things that we need is a receptivity to the Word of God and, and a desire to live accordingly. So let's, uh, let's share as much as we can and see what kind of difference God can make as His Word is proclaimed.